0: podcast. The podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them.
1: I am the boyfriend. And I'm Drew. And today we are visiting Washington Heights.
0: Yes, indeed. And we're back in the cinema.
1: I know. It was so good, wasn't it? Mhm. How did you feel being in the cinema again?
0: Really weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: I forget about how some Cinema interactions are always weird. Yes. Like the social etiquette of cinemas, very strange.
1: I didn't really have much social etiquette with the cinema. We spoke to maybe two people.
0: We did, but I had to go and pee during the film and I had to do that oh. awkward little run past oh, the Oh yeah, I was and... holding
1: it from like hour one. That was, I think, the hardest thing. Well, I say that there were a lot of hard things. Not being about able to pause it. Our first foray into the world of going to the movies to watch a musical. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yes, not being able to pause it is probably chief among them. I think from about hour one, right through the the rest of it, I needed to frequent the bathroom and I held it. And that was painful. (laughs) I've not had to do that for quite a while. And I think second was writing notes. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't twigged yet, we're not doing our usual preamble because we have already seen in the heights
0: yes we are gonna run through this by talking about the history of in the heights and where it comes from but yeah we we went to the cinema
1: (laughs) i think this is another learning curve for us this is the second time we've ever seen something outside the comfort of our own living room yes indeed. in the year and a bit that we've been doing this show Mm. and what with family commitments what with football and watching england in the euros (laughs) sure we ran low on time to record the preamble so learning curve for us is definitely when we have a social commitment Mm -hmm. in this case actually going to see something at a allocated time we need to be better with time management yes indeed so we won't be going through the usual what do you think you know about this show it's a moot point as joey Triviani would say
0: Mm -hmm. i've seen it what do you know about the making of this show? Well, I mean, I guess
1: what I'll say is going into it, my expectations were more so that this would be a romance. Right. And I knew that it was obviously going to have some historical, cultural context to it. Mm-hmm. I think knowing Lynn manuel Miranda, especially from Hamilton that I kind of was expecting social commentary because of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I know that Moana and Bring It On probably aren't as heavy on the commentary as as Hamilton and In the Heights are. Yeah. But I think I was expecting it because of how big it became and how because of this, a show like Hamilton was allowed to be made. Yeah. Yeah. What do I know about the making of it? Not much. I know it was a big Tony winner. Yep. I know that this was the show that did so well that he was invited to perform at the White House. And that was where he chose to debut Alexander Hamilton. And everyone's yes. like, "What in the Heights?
0: That's a great video, though. Have, you seen, have I shown you that? Yes. Yeah.
1: But, you know, it's like when you go see a band and you're there for their old stuff and they play new stuff. And yeah, it's really cool. But you can't sing along to it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, "Cool, I'm I'm here in the moment. I'm seeing some the debut of something. Mm-hmm. I was at the first ever performance of My Chemical Romance during the Black Parade, and it was the coolest thing in the world. We still got to mosh. <laughs> still got to dance and shout, but we couldn't sing. But it was great to be there for it. But when the old stuff came on, you were energy. Yeah, I can mm. I can sing I'm not okay. I can sing Helena.
0: Yeah, I have a whole bunch of musicals and new musicals saved and playlists on my spotify that i need to listen to so that i know more about them and whether or not i'm interested in them but i don't know yet (laughs) because it's really hard to listen to a whole album when you don't know whether you're going to like it or not yeah
1: it's that commitment and i can't sing
0: along and that's what i want
1: so this one was 2008 i believe it debuted something around that
0: time Mm, so, In the Heights, the original stage musical tried in Connecticut in 2005, okay. and then had an off-Broadway run in 2007, and then opened on Broadway in 2008.
1: That's why I thought that. And I know it won loads of Tonys, mm-hmm. it won Best Musical, yes, indeed. probably Best Performer for Lynn, Manuel Miranda.
0: It actually only won four. Yeah. Tony's, but it was nominated for 13
1: and one four, so it's not quite the Hamilton sweep.
0: No, but this looks really good for Lynn Manuel Miranda. Did this come
1: before or after Bring It On? Before. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, oh, that's really interesting then.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, this is Lynn Manuel Miranda did the musical lyrics, and the book was by Chiara Algria Hughes. Cool. And They both wanted to tell the story of this largely Dominican and Puerto Rican uh, neighbourhood in Washington Heights in Manhattan, but they did not know it was going to become so important to people.
1: Do you ever know something is going to become that important to people when you write and start that process? I, I think, think I think
0: the... no, but you I think hope. If you're adapting something maybe, but...
1: but I think there's there's a, there's an inclination you hope and you kind of imagine you daydream to yourself as you're working and going, yeah, this could be it. This, well, this could change everything, but I don't think you ever expect it.
0: So Lin-Manuel Miranda did an interview where he talked about this back when it was the stage show where he said that when they were writing it, he was getting really sick of while he was doing Amdram. Yeah. Always playing, like, the side characters and the background characters in shows and being cast in things that he didn't want to be cast in. Yeah. And also, like, in his singing class, always getting the songs from, like, West Side Story, basically, was his point. And so he wanted to write something where he could play the lead. So this
1: was his debut. So he did. But this was the first... Broadway show he did.
0: This is the first Broadway show that. Yeah, that's got big for him.
1: That's fantastic. That's very cool. So I think I I I think 2008 ish. This is going to be discussed as a show, mm-hmm. uh, as a film adaptation. I feel like I read somewhere that Kenny Ortega was lined up originally to direct Indeed, he was. But he got too busy with High School Musical. So that was never a thing.
0: That is true. (laughs) So, Kenny Ortega was set to direct the film. They they announced in 2008 that Universal had planned to adapt this.
1: And it wasn't
0: Universal, this was Warner Brothers. Mm. And they gave Kenny Ortega a budget of $37 million to adapt this. And it was supposed to start filming in summer of 2011, and then it got cancelled, and then Universal were trying to find a bankable Latino star. So they
1: weren't going to use Lin-Manuel Miranda?
0: Well, they wanted Shakira or Jennifer Lopez.
1: Oh, for Vanessa.
0: Or Nina. They didn't mind.
1: (laughs) They are too old.
0: Yeah, they are. In 2011,
1: still, still too old. Not, not that that's a bad thing, obviously, but they are not the right age for that character. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it didn't happen. Do
0: you know why it didn't happen?
1: Why? <laughs> Hamilton.
0: Yeah, basically. So they, they were still discussing what they wanted to do with it. Lin-Manuel Miranda was in talks with Universal and with a bunch of different directors. Yeah. And they were basically doing legal discussions. So he didn't need to be there. Yeah. It was his lawyer. So he went on holiday and with him he took the biography of Alexander Hamilton and he started writing the Hamilton mixtape and then... Then was like, I'm too
1: busy to commit.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, Then in 2016 it was announced that Miranda was going to co-film it with Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that was in May of 2016. Then in June of 2016, John M. Chu came on board um, in the aftermath of the numerous sexual misconduct yeah. things with Weinstein. Uh, so his credit was removed, and then they sold the right to the film to Warner Brothers for $50 million. Did John M.
1: Chu join the project then pre Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I thought he had signed on to this post that because of the success. Mm -hmm. So that's very cool that he was already attached. Yeah. He is also attached currently to direct Wicked. That's very cool. And I always... I, I, I think that
0: fills me with hope.
1: It, it doesn't it. That's what mm. I was going to say. Is the fact that having seen this totally fills me with hope. I thought he was going to be good with it anyway, especially having seen Crazy Rich Asians. But it does fill me with hope that yeah. we might get a appropriate cast for Wicked too.
0: Mm. Do you want to know something really funny that Warner Brothers did? What to instill faith in Lin-Manuel Miranda and John M. Chu. Warner Brothers built the bodega yeah. in their back lot and set up performances with musical theatre performers of songs from the show. That's so cool. And we're like, hey guys, let's go this, this way is how and much just walked we love them it. onto the like, set of it.
1: I think that's a really bold move mm-hmm. because it shows why you should trust us with this. Yep. And if it goes wrong from there, it's like you can say we gave it our all. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, do you know what? There is an alternate reality out there. Yeah. Where Universal made this film and Hamilton doesn't exist.
0: Yeah.
1: Playing devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. do you think this film in 2021 is as successful, has the hype attached to it, if not for the phenomenon that Hamilton is?
0: yes yeah because in the heights became a phenomenon in its own right
1: i know, i know it did i know it did i'm not saying that it wouldn't have been successful mhm but do you think because hamilton became its own thing the timing of it made this an even bigger release than it would have been i don't know i'm glad i'm very very glad that this is the version we got I am sure Kenny Ortega would have put together a fine adaptation of In the Heights. I'm sure Universal would have funded a fine version of it. But there's something really special for me about this and how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. And I know, as we're about to talk about it, this is not without its flaws. Yeah. And I think that's the one of the things that's obviously, for me watching this this isn't my culture. Mm -hmm. And I'm very aware that I've watched something and I've looked and thought, this is amazing. I have never seen a show like this with representation of different cultures. Yes. So for me, having no knowledge of those cultures, that's amazing. However, for people within that culture, I can imagine that there are a lot of flaws with this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have seen a lot of criti- criticism about this. Yeah. And it's obviously disappointing for those cultures that they do feel that they haven't been represented in something that has their voice. hmm So, you know, I guess it's difficult, isn't it, is coming from white privilege.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought this was a beautiful, really moving musical.
0: Mm-hmm
1: about a culture I have very little knowledge of.
0: Yeah. So the issues that arose around the movie version of this were that a lot of the fans of the original stage show who were going to see this movie were expecting to see the same amount of diversity as they were getting in the stage show, which they should have, to be honest. And the issue that came up the most was the lack of dark-skinned Latino actors in the show, Especially considering that Washington Heights is a very, very diverse area. And you have people writing to Limamel Miranda saying things like, I lived in Washington Heights for five years. You can't take a step in Washington Heights without seeing dark skinned black Latino people. In the Heights, it raises them from the neighborhood. This light skinned Latins only story is very disappointing. Yeah. Which is understandable, especially because a lot of people noticed that a lot of the darker-skinned actors were the dancers and the background performers, and not the main characters.
1: And I think that's a perfectly valid criticism from people in the know, Mm -hmm. who have that day-to-day life experience. Yeah. And... It is disappointing mm-hmm. that maybe people who know better should have fought more. Yeah. I it, it does ashamed me a little bit that I wouldn't have ever picked up on that this could be a potential criticism when I watched it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And it is... It is disappointing that there is that criticism I can completely understand where it comes from.
0: Yes, and Lin-Manuel Miranda went on to release an apology for it where he said that he started writing In the Heights because he didn't feel seen and over the past 20 years all he wanted was for all of us to feel seen. Uh, he said that he's seen the discussion around the Afro-Latino representation in the films and that it's clear that many of our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community do not feel sufficiently represented within it, particularly among the leading roles. Yeah. And that's the issue. It's not the background casting because that's not our lead representation. No,
1: no, it yeah. isn't. It,
0: it. He said yeah. he's uh, dedicated to learning and evolving.
1: Yeah. And do you know what? you got to respect a man like Lin-Manuel Miranda who will, at the hype of something like this, step out and say, you know what, I did wrong mm-hmm. and I'm sorry and I will do better. Now the onus is on seeing him do better. Yes. But at least he has acknowledged how people feel and apologised. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing worse. You see it with political scandals where they address the issue but then they say, but we're not going to talk about it. He's yeah. owned up to it. He said he'll do better. For me, that's really important. It's a shame it happens in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I trust that a man like Lynn manuel Miranda will do better.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: So we're going to start talking about In the Heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> c-
0: we went to the cinema. It was weird. My notes are fairly illegible. I also took a notebook. I don't normally take notes. No. Because normally we watch something I've seen already. Mm. I have seen In the Heights previously. You've actually seen the I stage show. I saw the Kennedy Center version. Wow. Which is the version where Anthony Ramos played as Navi and Vanessa Hudgens played Vanessa. And you
1: showed me that clip and she was fantastic. Yeah, she's it? very good. Has this. Out of curiosity, before we do start talking about the film, has there ever been a performance in West End? Has it travelled abroad?
0: In 2014, we got an off-West End version in the Southwark Playhouse. Hey, we, we love, love us,
1: the Southwark Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Wow, that must have been intimate.
0: Yes. with a, It had a, a much more limited cast yeah. because of the size of the the. Performance space, and then it transferred to Kings Cross Theatre, which is a fantastic theatre, um, and was directed by Luke Shepherd, with choreography by Drew McConey and musical supervision by Tom Deering. And it was good. It closed uh, after a four-month limited run, and people really liked it. Good, but they had a, surpa- a surprise appearance at the final show. By Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: Did he perform in it, or was he No, just... he
0: just showed up at the end, which is dead cute.
1: That is very cute. So. Yep. We start with Usnavi.
0: <laughs> no, no. We start with some trailers. Because we went to the cinema we to did see this. We see some trailers. And we got very confused, <laughs> because... Usually when you go to the cinema, in the UK at least, I've only been to the cinema once in America and it was a long time ago, Yeah, we have the little BBFC thing that comes up that tells you the title of the film and the ratings. And, and then it's
1: been signed off for general release. Yeah,
0: right before it starts playing. However, when the West Side Story trailer started it's playing... It's
1: very, very similar to what i imagined this to be
0: right it starts the trailer with somebody shaking a spray paint can which i recognize from in the heights because we have the characters shaking his spray paint can right at the beginning yeah and i was like oh okay we guess we're going straight into it and then suddenly we were watching the west side story trailer which is hilarious but west side story and in the heights filmed on the same backlot and Lin-Manuel Miranda used to sneak over to watch different performances and he snuck over to watch them record the song Maria in wow. West Side Story. But also the food trucks from West Side Story are in the background of a lot of the In the Heights
1: That's so cool. Bits
0: because they're modern day. It's fine. We can leave them in In the Heights.
1: Do you think Spielberg snuck over to watch In the Heights? Yes, yeah. there was a,
0: a picture of Lin-Manuel Miranda and... Steven Spielberg.
1: Right. I wish I knew that ahead of time because I just spent the bulk of this film looking out for a Steven Spielberg cameo. There is not a
0: Steven Spielberg. However,
1: cameo. I will now spend the bulk of West Side Story looking for that Lynn Manuel Miranda cameo.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Just in the background of Maria with his face pressed against the window.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the phantom of the West Side Story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. That would be a great mashup.
1: Yeah. So we do start. And I think Warner Brothers, I always love it when we start the world off. I've said this before like with Scott Pilgrim you know how you got the 8 bit universal logo Mhm that I love that we got the spray cans and
0: and it's on a wall and it actually is painted onto yes. a wall it's not a digital
1: Yeah our graffiti logo fantastic mm-hmm. and yes we start on a beach with Usnavi and some children Yep Uh so I got right right away we start at the end of this this is a non-linear narrative we're going to learn the story of Washington Heights. Something significant is going to happen through this time period. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell us about what that significant event is. I don't know. Yep. But yes, I, I'm i intrigued. I like it when we start at the end. Blood Brothers, I love that we start at the end and we find out what's happened.
0: Sure.
1: It, it's, it's a nice technique. And I think, we saw it Phantom, I think this film does it better than Phantom. I never in got in the
0: movie version, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but I never got bored of the cutting back to the future.
0: Yes, not like with the Phantom movie. It felt
1: good storytelling. It didn't feel like it kind of paused the story. It felt nice. Mm-hmm. Like each scene or each significant thing is bookended with a now you've learned the part of this story, I'm going to tell you the next part of the story, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And we go straight into our first song, which is In the Heights. Yep.
0: Lights up on Washington Heights. up will break of day.
1: This is great. And straight away, we get a cameo. I say a cameo. It's not a cameo, but I thought it was at this point because mm-hmm. we see Lin-Manuel Miranda.
0: Yes. He's the Piragua guy.
1: And this is perfect. Yeah. Because we live in a world where the Dear Evan Hansen trailer exists. Yes. Which we also got the trailer for.
0: And, and I was laughed. Super funny.
1: He, I, I completely understand the logic of it. Why, of casting somebody who's played that character,
0: or alternately, his dad's producing the film. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was too old when it was on Broadway to yeah. play Evan, but that's fine. That's fine
1: on Broadway, but on film, everything's <laughs> more noticeable.
0: I refuse to call him anything but dear from yes. now on. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I love that joke. But. Dia.
1: I think In the height, showcased perfectly what Dear Evan Hansen and Rent should have done Mm -hmm. is, by all means, cast this iconic performance and reference it in some way. Mm -hmm. But don't make them the main role. I can deal with it with Anthony Ramos because he is young enough to play this role. He looks age appropriate. Yeah. You know, and he's he's played the role. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Excellent. Even better. We have to understand and we have to appreciate actors age out of things. And as nice as it is to see the cast of Rent represented in the film version,
0: it, it affects the story. Affects going. the story.
1: And yeah. when you look at dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> <laughs> alongside some clearly teenage characters or some far more real young-looking young young, girls, it just looks funny and yeah. it doesn't. And it loses the impact. And because I now know that this is a story where. He kind of is crushing on this guy's sister.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On Evan Hansen's. He's Evan Hansen. Yes. On the guy who's writing the letter. Yeah. He's crushing on his sister. I don't want to see a romance subplot between somebody who looks like triple her age.
0: I love what you think is happening in Dear Evan Hansen. So, it's one of my favourite things. For me,
1: this is the great, the best use of Lynn Manuel Miranda.
0: However,. The only reason he agreed to be in this because yep. he didn't want a cameo. Fair. Is it because they were going to cut the piragua song?
1: Oh really? If
0: he didn't play that right, character.
1: so I really liked that song. I mm-hmm. think it's a nice break. Yep. Which is very needed in this. This is quite a, a deep show, and for a beautiful, funny show, there are some many dark moments, and this is a really nice like break.
0: Yeah. And also without him being in it, we don't get Christopher Jackson as Mr. Softy. Yeah. So I also want that.
1: Yeah. So for me, the best use of him, get mm-hmm. him in as a smallish role. For me, I just thought we're going to see him yeah. this once. We'll never see him again. Loved it as he kept cropping up. But I want this. I, I I love it when we get a reference to the people who made this or the actors who helped made it successful. I hope we have it with Wicked. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I want to see Christine Chenoweth. And Idina Menzel in the main roles. I
0: maintain that Kristen Chenoweth should play Madden Morrible and I'd be very happy. So, Isnavi introduces us to all of the people of the Heights. And
1: he does it via Breaking the Fourth Wall, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. Lovely, lovely Yeah, we are the
0: children he's talking to. Yes,
1: and I really love that. So we get
0: Abuela Claudia, who is the neighbourhood matriarch and the woman who raised him, basically, after the death of his parents. Yeah. We get Kevin Rosario, who runs the taxi company on the corner. Benny, who works for Kevin.
1: Benny is one of my favourite characters.
0: Yeah, Corey Hawkins is incredibly talented.
1: Uh, We get the salon ladies.
0: Yes, we do. We have Daniela, who runs the salon, Carla and Kuka. Yeah. And then we have Vanessa who Usnavi really fancies and is pathetic about.
1: Oh, yes. I love it when we see a character who is not cool because you get it far too often with male characters where they're so, like, cool around the lady they like.
0: Why is Sunny so cool?
1: Because Sunny is awesome. (laughs) Sunny's,
0: like, the best character. Yeah. I love
1: him. But I really like that, you know, that we've got this character who... I think it's more endearing about Usnavi because he is so awkward and you're like, oh, I'm rooting for you. We can talk about that later. I know we can. And (laughs) I I thought this was a great intro to the world. I think the energy was fantastic.
0: Mm -hmm. We meet Sunny, who's late for work.
1: Yep. I really think you can hear what will eventually become Hamilton in this, Mm. which I think is great. But I think this stands on its own like very quickly. I was like, oh, yeah, you can hear it. And then I completely lost it and was just sucked into the music. Yes.
0: There is an excellent moment here where, when Navi is looking into the window on the door of the bodega, oh, the yes. reflection on the outside is of all the dancers, but yeah. then with his face over the top of it. That was like that was the such most a gorgeous sexy opening. Shot. Yeah. So I nice.
1: do wonder how much money Coca Cola paid to be in this.
0: Probably the same as they paid to be in Greece.
1: A lot of money, because there's a lot of product placement from Coke in this one.
0: Yeah, they're really on it at the moment, aren't they? <sighs> I think it's a sponsor. Sponsor us, Coca-Cola.
1: <laughs> it's a, no, Pepsi Max. We are drinking Pepsi Max Lime. That's what I want to be sponsored by. That is You're the official, official drink of It's a Musical podcast. I'm it drinking
0: Pepsi Max. Tesco's own brand lemonade, <laughs> which if they would like to sponsor me for that, too, I yes. will also take it.
1: So... This was a great opening. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I love the dynamic we already get between the characters. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. And as this song ends, Three Days Till Blackout. What is that? Is my question at this point. Is it as obvious as what the name suggests? Mm -hmm. Is it a festival of something? Is it something more sinister? I quite like that they don't actually specify what it is until it happens. It's constant, like, three days, two days, mm-hmm. one day. As a technique, that's really cool. I'm like, oh, something's approaching.
0: Yeah, and you don't know what it is, so it makes you nervous because you don't know what it is.
1: This is it, and I thought it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that there was no context into what it was.
0: And I like that it was done in a really simple white font and not done... In like You know how a lot of movies now, and I'm not going to specifically name a company that do this a lot, but have like letters appear and the letters reel through until it spells the name of the place where we are. That winds me up. Because you're not enjoying my, Loki, are you? I love Loki. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. But that messes with my dyslexic brain and I cannot process <laughs> quick enough to you know what, what I like it as well says.
1: that it wasn't, well, hey, we've used graffiti, so let's just keep using that motif.
0: That would be cool too, though. It
1: would have been cool. I liked that it was just...
0: Nice and simple. I can read what it says. It is clear. We move on.
1: I do think if it was graffiti, it would have been far too much like, hey, look at this. This is this sort of film, you know?
0: And also the processing time for word... Well, for typography. Words becoming imagery is a lot longer than the Mm -hmm. processing time for simplistic writing.
1: Yes. So...
0: We meet Alejandro.
1: Yes. We learn that his dad's bar has been destroyed. Mm -hmm but is potentially back in his possession. It isn't at this point. He's going it's to... It's for sale. It's for sale and he's going to bid on it. He's looking at the photos filled with nostalgia and he's like, yes, this is my opportunity to go back to my home and I'm going to live my dream, but also my dad's dream.
0: Yes, uh, and it's in the Dominican Republic yep. and it's been completely destroyed, it basically. Is.
1: There's a nice bit later on where he is talking to a abuela and she's like, is that the roof? Why is it on the floor?
0: He's like, oh, no, I just need to fix it up. It's fine. It's a bit
1: of a fixer-upper. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they're talking about that. He's saved up all his money. He's got enough money to buy it. It's yes. all good.
1: And then we see Nina Rosario mm-hmm. show up. She has returned from Stanford University. Yes. And we have one of the most fun numbers. Like, completely... Mm-hmm devoid of storytelling just a really fun character building number with Benny on dispatch yeah oh this guy's great at his job i this is diegetic to me this is diegetic this is how he does
0: this every month this is how he
1: does it this isn't a musical number this is just how benny does his job
0: i agree because when we see <laughs> nina join in in a little bit yeah it's treated as if it is diegetic
1: yeah you know, I did really like this.
0: Yeah, I... Benny's dispatch is an incredible song. And it'll go straight on the playlist. Fun.
1: Oh, it will. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. This is a you. You can very quickly get on board with Benny as a character. You don't need to know more about his personal history. You know he's likable, and again, like Usnavi, you are going to root for him because he seems so personable and just a guy you would like to hang around with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he'd bring the energy with you wherever you went, and it'd just be like, yeah, Benny's great. I love Benny and benny loves nina
0: yes indeed
1: very very quickly we mm-hmm. see that he has a thing for the boss's daughter
0: yep um nina is on her way to find her father that's why she's at the dispatch yep um and we get a great line from one of the dispatch ladies, after Nina leaves to go and find her father, she tells Benny that he's thirsty. He's thirsty this is as hell. Yeah, I love
1: that line. Because
0: <laughs> he is. We,
1: I can't remember who gets the invite to a march, but we see somebody. It's Nina. Nina's given an invite to a march. Now, I feel like that plot line, we'll talk about as we get there. But it feels very forgotten after this point and it quickly gets kind of picked up again later on. Mm-hmm. But then we don't see any more of it. Now, you have told me and others have told me through interactions on Twitter and Instagram that songs and scenes and some characters were cut. Yeah. Is there more to do with this plotline of a march or is this the same kind of thing we get?
0: There's more to do with it in terms of them speaking about it because their their neighbourhood is basically getting gentrified yes and we have elements of it happening in this mm-hmm.
1: oh yes you well you can see what's happened to rosario but there's a
0: lot more of it in the stage okay. show like we get some things with the laundromat owner yeah which is patrick page by the
1: way and we'll talk oh about that God. when we get there but yes
0: but there's more things than that it's like um Daniela's salon she's moving to the bronx do
1: we have it that there's as... something
0: else going in there and it's not going to be
1: as the show and the set develops, as we go through it, do we have, like, shop fronts closing and being changed to not suit the vibe? And do we see, like... Because that would be really cool. They get
0: closed, but not in the way that you're
1: saying. I was I was just thinking, imagine, like, if you had the, the power and the tragedy as you watch this show on stage and you start off with In the Heights, mm-hmm. Washington Heights, and by the end, all you've got is the bodega and everything else looking different
0: yeah and everything else has been gentrified. and you see
1: it gradually evolve as time go on like how powerful and thought-provoking would that be mm-hmm. it i don't think the plot misses out for it not being developed
0: you understood what was happening. I
1: knew that it was a, a cultural march. I just... It felt... Now, especially in hindsight, seeing where it goes, and the fact that I've got this note here of Invite to a March, mm-hmm. that felt like a big moment that never went anywhere.
0: Yes. The other thing we learn is that Nina's mother is dead. Yeah. Uh, she's not dead in the stage show, but they wanted to focus on Daniela and Abuela Claudia being the matriarchs of this community. Um. And in order for that to work, they decided that having... Nina's mother removed mm-hmm. was an easier thing to do.
1: I can understand why people would be annoyed that she's not represented. Yep. I can completely understand that, but from the there perspective There's a lot of
0: characters with missing parents in the show.
1: Yeah, from the perspective of a first-time viewer, I didn't feel like her story was lacking that. Mm. And I think they've done a good job at reworking the script so the narrative still works.
0: Yeah. yeah, we just have, instead of her going to her mother for advice, she goes to Abuela Claudia and she talks to and I Daniela. Think, I, I
1: actually think it works really well having the matri- matriarchal figure yeah. for the heights.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. then what happens is even more... Tragedy. Tragedy, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll get there when we We'll get there.
1: Get there. The fun thing with this one is... I had to guess the song names. Because oh yeah, because
0: normally we sit and I tell you the name of the song as it's starting.
1: Yeah, so I got the first one's in the heights. I called the second one "Benny on the Dispatch." It's just Benny's Dispatch, but mm. you know, fine. This one I called "My Street" or "Just Breathe." Just breathe. It is. Emma. Breathe. Yes. Just breathe. So I'm it close to just breathe. Breathe. Yeah.
0: And in this song, we get two cameos. From then, manuel Miranda's parents.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, as
0: she's walking down the street, there's the two... There's the old man and woman who get out of the car and sing Welcome Home.
1: Aww. That's his parents. So... Real cute. Leading up to this song...
0: the song is a lovely visual panic attack.
1: It really is. We see that she is struggling at Sanford. Yeah. And she tells her dad that... She can't pay tuition, Mm -hmm. it's over, she's coming back, it's too late. They've missed the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And she says she sees herself as a disappointment because she was the one who made it out. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it now, but I I got goosebumps watching this bit. It was it was painful. And I think partly because I know that within my family, I was the first to go to university. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I still might be the only one to go to university, you know, and I think obviously different reasons, not the same way she has, but I can appreciate the being there, and when you are struggling there feeling like but I'm the one who is supposed to make it
0: i was the I'm the one who made it out that's yeah. what she says
1: and and I didn't have it for the same reasons, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, there was that, oh, I know that feeling. I know how that feels. I can relate. And I feel your pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... <laughs> I,
0: look at my... I wrote, breathe, Nina. And then I wrote a rude word underneath it because of how <laughs> nice I found this song. Yeah.
1: And yeah, she she changed because she felt like she was betraying everyone that she was becoming.
0: And we get this so nicely and visually over the next couple of scenes because Nina's Stanford hair is straightened, sort of permed straight hair that she has specifically done to try and fit in more. And now that she's back, she gets to have her natural hair back.
1: And you know that there's something more to this, but there's something that's not being said yet.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But you know that there's something more Dad disagrees dad is is clearly not happy with this decision he is not going to take it lying down and you know what i don't see him as the villain for it because you know that he's doing this for love of his daughter and like hey you know things suck but mm-hmm. we get back on the horse and we try again and i think because he doesn't know the full extent of what's going on at this point it's great and i don't think he's a bad guy i think he's doing it genuinely for love he's not doing it to push her because someone's got to, he's doing it because he knows what she's capable of. And it's that belief. Yeah. It's quite nice in this show that we don't ever really have a villain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like that. I, I think it's really nice that we're just watching it. It is like watching life unfold. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, so great. We talk about Island Memories. <laughs> that, you know, um, Usnavi has talked to Abuelo about going. And that he's got Sunny on board and he just needs her to put up some money to help with it. And he's like, you leave Sonny to me. I can get Sonny figured out. I can, I can get him on board. I'll talk to
0: his dad, yeah.
1: But then you cut to the scene of him talking to Sonny. And Sunny's like, I'm not interested. You've got the island memories. I don't. I was too I'm little when here, we left. Yeah. I am from Washington Heights. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I just liked that. I, I thought it was a really nice. It felt like a real conversation between mm-hmm. two actual people.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so well written. And, and, you know, that's great. And we get what the... I think the only Easter egg I noticed... Mm -hmm. because we get a shot of Nina's father on the phone to Stanford. Yeah. And he's desperate to make sure the rent can be paid, and he is told, yeah, it's it's not too late, we can sort it, but he's put on hold. Mm -hmm. And the hold music... Is You'll Be Back. Is You'll Be Back, Which Which is
0: hilarious.
1: It's hilarious, because it's the best Hamilton song to reference, but also... It feels really makes Stanford come across really slimy. It's like we knew you'd come crawling back.
0: I mean, basically, right?
1: Yeah, it's the white people. It, I know, I know. It feels so much more powerful than they. put... I'm sure they thought about this before putting, going, what Hamilton song were we putting? But this. also,
0: they re-recorded it to make it sound like like elevator music. It did. It which was is great. Hilarious. It was
1: great. We mm. both kind of jumped in our seats a little bit. Yes. It's now two days till blackout. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I realised we've gone to the salon.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Nine, nine.
0: Oh, yeah. You just suddenly realised that. um, It's Rosa. It's Rosa. Yeah. It's
1: very weird whenever you see her not Rosa.
0: Yeah. Stephanie Beatrice is a fantastic actress.
1: She really is. And I always knew that anyway for Rosa. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, you hear her talk normally, and it's completely different. And it makes you appreciate, like, Rosa's a phenomenal bit of acting from her.
0: Yeah. It we was... also have um, Daphne Rubin-Vega playing Daniela, who is a phenomenal performer. But also Dashka Polanco, who was in Orange is the New Black. Cool. what I know her from. But, yeah, Stephanie Beatrice not doing the Rosa voice is always really funny.
1: Yeah. I really like the sense of community that we get mm-hmm. from the salon I think this is a really important location yeah. for this and I really like just how again it feels like real
0: mm-hmm. which again the local gossip yeah happening.
1: everyone talking about it and they're all speculating mm-hmm. and I just really really tell me something
0: I don't know which is great
1: yeah I the really... jokes
0: about Benny's limousine
1: yeah he's packing a stretch limo
0: as long as he keeps it clean
1: <laughs> which is
0: such a great line that oh so right I didn't catch this, but I was on TikTok and somebody pointed out that Daniela and Carla are a couple. Who are? Stephanie Beatrice's character yeah. and Daphne Rubin Vega, cool. who is Daniela who runs the salon, are a couple. At the beginning of the film, when everybody's getting up, they're showing everyone waking up in the morning. They're in bed together. Oh, yeah. And I, it just did not cross my mind at all, which is super cute
1: we've been talking about it as teachers putting together resources about pride month and its importance and where representation representation. and we were talking about how nice it is in tv shows where characters are just
0: where characters are just here yes yeah
1: and it's not pivotal part of their character it doesn't matter at no point does it come up that she's a gay character
0: mm-hmm. she just is yeah
1: and that's normal and that's beautiful and that's what we should have in films and media
0: however at the same time i wish there was more than just that yeah, I, I know they're not lead characters no
1: i know but more but it could be a yeah, little like bit more, more just like when we have the dinner scene them holding hands or like an arm over each other just more, more... they
0: dance together a couple of times yeah. but
1: but who doesn't in a musical <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's everyone dances together. But again,
1: it's it's not like a big deal. It's not like the plot of this is one of them coming to terms with their sexuality and that they love the other. It is just they are together. Mm-hmm. Yes, there could be more of it, but still awesome. They are just together. Yes. They are speculating as to why Nina is leaving Sanford and we get two questions. Did she uh, flunk out? Or is there a bun in the oven?
0: Yep. The two reasons you leave university, of course. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then we cut to our next song where we start to learn more about Vanessa. I called this one Downtown Living, but it turns out it's called It Won't Be Long Now.
0: Yes. So Vanessa is trying to get an apartment downtown Downtown. because she wants to be a fashion designer. Yes. And so far she hasn't had any luck, but she she has good feelings about this one. So she sings, "It won't be long now." She's talking about how her tiny apartment that she currently lives in, which is a studio, is next to the elevated train tracks, and how one of my favorite lines is how it really annoys guys when she yeah. brings them home, but she doesn't let them stay over, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah,
0: which is super cute. Oh
1: yeah, fantastic. I I like the bit where she's stealing fabric. I bins. didn't catch her. Out, it was, yeah, it was from bins. In my mind, I I. I, I must have just imagined myself. but could you imagine if that was Parsons or Mood, you know? I think
0: it's supposed to be from a design school. Yeah,
1: so it should be Parsons. Yeah. But I guess you probably can't show it being Parsons because people try and steal the fabric Yeah, that is discarded from the, the school for design. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I liked that, bless her, you know, this is how much she is struggling. Yeah. You know she has to.
0: Fabric is stupidly expensive. Oh
1: yes, it is. But she's not given a chance. Unfortunately, she goes and whilst the apartment is still available, it is rejected, and she's dismissed instantly for a a couple that show up and instantly is just like they don't even try and pretend about it. It's just like they ignore her and they talk to this couple.
0: Yeah. So she needs to do a credit check. However, a lot of her money isn't in her bank, she keeps it safe in her s- flat. Yeah. Because she's been physically saving up to pay for this flat. However, her credit checks are not good. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It is. Because, she, well, she works in the nail salon, part of Daniela's salon. Yes. Yeah.
1: So she goes to the bodega and...
0: Sunny <laughs> asks her out for Usnavi. Yeah,
1: Sunny scores a date for her. One of my favourite bits is, as Usnavi talks, there's the bit where they're in between the the glass off the refrigerator and he breathes and he does a little cute smiley face and she's just like
0: squishes his nose up
1: it's really cute
0: is it i only if you're into him
1: i thought it was okay i thought it was just like he can see that she's down and he is just trying to make get a smile on her face because at this point it's not like he's like date me hey
0: date me hey hey date me on date me except he is he just isn't saying that i know i
1: know i know but he's not mo- being
0: nice to her because they're friends
1: i know but it's still just a nice human gesture yeah you know of this person's down i'm not gonna make it more than it is i'm just gonna do this and there's a nice moment as well where she's like you got a stain
0: mm-hmm. and he's
1: like <sighs> and then she gives him the little fabric pen
0: yeah stain stick
1: i loved it i mm-hmm. thought i I know there's a lot of people who don't like their relationship. I didn't mind it. it,
0: It's worse in the film. Is it really? Yeah.
1: I had no issue with it in the film. I really didn't. I liked it. I thought it was okay, but I'm a romantic. Sure. I'm a hopeless romantic. Mm. You know I'm the romantic
0: one. You're also a man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. I just think you're seeing it from the male perspective of like, well, he's not outwardly pursuing her and he's not I'm fully aware that she is probably
1: aware that this is predatory behaviour that she gets from a lot of men Mm -hmm. that she's just like I just want a moment to be alone but do you know what she went to his bodega because she wants a drink she could have gone to any place she went to his bodega
0: no he says that he's the only one left on this blog
1: she's come back from downtown she could have stopped downtown and got a drink Mm. she went to his bodega She, I think, wanted the familiarity. She's clearly into him as well. She's been waiting for him to make a move. She has gone to him because he is the bright spark in in the day. (laughs) I am looking at, trying to look at it from both perspectives. Sure. So that happens. Mm -hmm. And then we learn.
0: That it is the hottest day of the year.
1: And... That a winning lottery ticket mm. was purchased from the Bodega.
0: Yes. So Sunny picks up the phone as we're all heading out to the pool. Because supposedly it's the hottest day of the year. But also the day that they filmed this whole song movement. It was thunder and lightning the entire time. And they're trying to dance. In the very,
1: pool. very frightening. Me. Yes.
0: So the winning ticket is 96,000.
1: And this whole sequence was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could just quit and go swimming right now. You know, it's too hot for me.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I wonder how I would cope in Washington Heights. I would really be struggling, I am sure.
0: New York gets stupidly hot.
1: I, I mean, yeah, this is exactly it. I don't function in heat Yeah. at the best of times. So what I really liked about this sequence. I mean, A, it's me every Tuesday and Friday. With the Euro millions, Mm -hmm. speculating, going to bed, going, what if I won? 96,000 isn't a lot either, but.
0: It's a lot. I think it's a lot. (laughs) Right. That's like a nice amount of money. No, it is a
1: lot. It is a deposit on a house, it is a lot for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I, I come from a background not having money. I'm aware that any large sum is a lot. But I also think that when you look at what the lottery is here and how big the lottery can get and the hype you can get when it gets up to like 100 million and you're like, that is life changing. But the fact is that 96,000 is life changing as well here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It speaks volumes about what it is like in the Heights. Yeah, I think. And I, I do think that's actually really, really important.
0: Mm-hmm. It's actually not, by lottery standards, that much money. That's
1: what. That's exactly my point that I'm trying to get at. Ninety-six thousand for me would be a life-changing sum of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For a lot of people, it would be. But you look at the context of the lottery and you think it's not that much. This whole sequence is great. I love the visual effects as they're like imagining things they do. Mm-hmm. It was, came out was very, very kind of like left field. It hadn't been done yet. And I liked it. It's like we're now in a fantasy world because we're imagining what we do of 96,000. Yeah, this was fantastic. The whole dance sequence was beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah. In the pool. And oh, it's just, it's very, very good.
1: It is. There's a really cool bit where one of the dancers, this guy with his arm and it's all like double jointed. Yeah. I liked that. You don't see things like that in, in musicals. And I thought it was really cool. And Yeah. This set piece is just gorgeous. I had so much fun watching it. And a lot of people I've seen online talk about how beautiful this sequence is. And I think justifiably, it is great.
0: Mm-hmm. All the jumping in the pool and stuff as well. You get some real height when you jump in water and it looks great here.
1: Only appropriate we are discussing in the heights after all. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. And we learn that the ticket was never turned in.
0: Yeah, nobody at the pool has the ticket.
1: Yeah, so we move on. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm aware at this point something is going to happen with this ticket. Yeah. Somebody has it. Somebody's going to find it. You wouldn't reference it if it wasn't going somewhere. So we go to what I dubbed Scraping By.
0: You know when you look at your notes that you wrote in the dark in this cinema Literally. and you're like,
1: oh, what does that say? There were so many notes I've taken that I've skipped because I cannot read them.
0: <laughs> this looks like it says Chona. I don't know what that means.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Chona? Hova. Puragua? No, because that's di- that's separate. I have no idea what I've written. Okay,
1: so <laughs> maybe you actually write 96,000.
0: I did write 96,000. That's okay. after that. Be- okay. But so, it's before Paragua.
1: So I called this song Scraping By. Yep. And I love that we got more of Lin-Manuel Miranda, especially because mm. we get more of his beautiful voice.
0: Paragua is also really nice. I
1: don't know what it is. It's
0: like shaved ice. Cool. Yeah.
1: This is a really fun little sequence. And again, like, serves no purpose purpose, as opposed to just building the world. Yes. And building the universe.
0: But, we get to see Christopher Jackson, who I love. I
1: don't know who Christopher Jackson is.
0: George Washington. Oh, cool. Hamilton. The one
1: that we watched, the Hamilton mm. pro shot, that's very cool. Yeah,
0: his version of One Last Time is like, oh, yeah. so gorgeous. But, he was Simba in The Lion King on Broadway. He has been in In the Heights before as Benny. But nice. his version of Benny is A little bit different. Was
1: he played across from Anthony Ramos or across from Lin-Manuel Miranda?
0: No, he was the Broadway one with Lin.
1: So that's really cool. It's like these two characters, this is the next step. That's Mm -hmm. nice.
0: It's really cute. And then he was in Memphis and then he was Benny again in In the Heights. And then in Hamilton.
1: Yeah, I really like this sequence. It goes Mm -hmm. nowhere, but it's world building. And it shows, I think the issue that a lot of people are having in Washington Heights, that they're losing their culture, they're losing their businesses. Mm-hmm. And this is on a smaller scale and kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. But I think it's really important to show what everyone is struggling with. Mm-hmm.
0: But I just love that he's called Mr. Softy.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Especially considering he's stealing everybody's... Stealing the business from the pirogra. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then we go, we, we get one day till blackout and mm-hmm. we see abuela at the dry cleaners Yes,
0: yeah, so she's she found these napkins that are hand embroidered by nina's mother yes and they have a lot of significant meaning and she wants to give them to nina but she wants them to be cleaned first because they're quite sort of yellowed yeah like, they're just aged yes yeah and, and she wants them cleaned nina
1: so. would love them regardless but it's a uh...
0: It's nice to have them clean. It is. And she
1: goes to... And it is way too expensive. It's like looking at 70. $9
0: per napkin. Yeah. That's insane.
1: Well, this is it. Because the the man who's running it, who is...
0: Patrick Page. Hades. Yeah. I've not seen Hades (laughs) Town. So Patrick Page is a phenomenal performer. He's been in a hundred of thousands different things. But I know him as Frollo... In the off-Broadway, paper mill, Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is the best casting ever. He has the most interesting voice. It's
1: just so deep. Yeah, you showed me him singing Hellfire, and he has got a very interesting voice.
0: He sings Hellfire. That's incredible. But there's a song in the the stage version of that um, called Esmeralda, and it's him... Phoebus and Quasimodo harmonising together. Ooh. Oh, it's so nice, but he's amazing. And then him as Hades in Hades Town is so good. Does the this, fact that he doesn't sing in this is fine.
1: Does this character have a song or more in the stage show? I
0: believe he has a whole song. I think he sings some bits. Yeah.
1: I think it's a shame that you'd get somebody with such a reputation and not give them a song.
0: I think it's just a nice little thing. You know, like,
1: I I, agreed, completely agree, but it is like casting Mm -hmm. Jonathan Groff in a Disney film and giving him no songs.
0: That's true.
1: You know, like, that shouldn't happen, but somehow it does. (laughs) You know, and I feel like you could cast just, you could cast anyone in this role. Yeah. And to cast somebody with such a reputation and not give them something is a little bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. But... Oh my
0: God. Guess what uh, flop Broadway musical he was in?
1: I don't know enough flops. Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Guess who he played? Green
1: Goblin. Yeah. yeah I've. I've...
0: <laughs> that's great. I'm so on board for that. That's hilarious. I didn't know that. I could,
1: yeah, I think I'd read that. I think I...
0: Uh, that's great. He also originated Scar in the Lion King.
1: Wow. The only
0: guy, they, the only white character they cast. Yeah, I'm. Um, His version of the madness of King Scar is yeah, that's troubling. very
1: very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah.
0: So I could talk about Patrick Page for hours, but we will move on.
1: He was he, he it was a nice little bit. I did not like seeing Abuela in such an uncomfortable position.
0: Yeah, because she obviously is the matriarch of the community. Everybody knows her. You get the sense that if she went in... Like, Navi gives her her lottery ticket for free. Yeah. And she it's not even like a put-it-on-my-tab kind of thing. It's just, here's your lottery ticket, here's your coffee. Yeah. And he's not really losing any money to that. No. But you have... You get the sense that, you know, if she went down to Daniela's, Daniela would do her hair for free. If, you know, she wanted anything, she she needed anything, she would be fine. And you
1: know she'd pay them back in different ways.
0: Yeah. Because she not charity. Yeah, it's not charity.
1: It's, uh, we look out for everyone. If you're part of this community, we have got you. It doesn't matter what you're going through, we've got you. Mm -hmm. We know you'll get us when you're good and we're down.
0: Yeah. And this man is not part of their community. He doesn't know who she is from anybody else. No, and
1: he's like, oh, you should sell these to me. I'd buy them for a pretty penny.
0: Mm -hmm. it just
1: feels really uncomfortable and sinister and it's like hmm
0: yeah and it's interesting because they come off like two lovely old people who are having a lovely old person conversation Yeah. but actually you see how uncomfortable she is after he says he names the price yeah like they're both fine until he says nine dollars each yeah how would you like to pay which is way too much as well
1: for a napkin
0: napkin
1: i know there's a lot of hand embroidery and it's more than just a napkin but that's way too much like
0: yeah but they mentioned it before then so I think it's before Benny's Dispatch
1: yeah they've mentioned them they
0: mentioned the laundry place and how it's $9 per item
1: and but they also show as well that it's taken half of Rosario's yes and you see that Nina's disappointed by that it's like that that funded Stanford that Mm -hmm. shouldn't have happened I shouldn't be taking away from my community to educate yeah and like this is what they're giving to the community is it isn't A nice experience for them.
0: But, like, how is he running this business? Who is paying $9? I know. Yeah. Because he has a lot of laundry in that shop that he's clearly doing.
1: He has a lot of customers who come to him. He's moved to the Heights because he knew it was a cheap area, but people still go to him because he was the best dry cleaner from downtown, and people come up to him. It's worth the travel.
0: I guess. It's still probably
1: relatively cheap in comparison to what you'd pay.
0: Yeah, he's, he's charging downtown side. prices.
1: Yeah. So we go to a song, I got this, this name right, When You're Home. Nina and Benny are great. And there's a really lovely moment where they sit on a park bench and they dance with each other. And I love chair mm. duets. I love the idea of dancing when you're sat down and moving each other's limbs and you know mm. that language.
0: Yeah, I don't. But I like, it's just... Not because I don't think it's nice. It looks really effective. Mm -hmm. I just, it's not my favourite thing.
1: It's something I've taught and it's something where when students I have taught get into it, there has been some really beautiful work created and you just sit back and you're like, wow.
0: It's basically just a part of It
1: doesn't matter. I think for me, some of the best work I've seen students create has come from just that positioning. Yeah. So.
0: The other thing we get is the reappearance of Nina's ghost. And I, that's what I'm going to call her because she's credited with her own name. But there is a little girl who appeared in Breathe. Yes. And she is the little girl who's dancing and she's joining in with everybody in the neighbourhood and she's skipping away down the street and having a good time. She's doing a little bit of ballet, essentially. Yeah. Um, and she reappears in this song and she is... Sort of calling to Nina silently through her dance movements for Nina to follow her, and Nina runs up until she can see the bridge, and then the little girl is gone. Yeah, which is why I'm referring to her. Yeah, as no, Nina's I, know ghost. Exactly,
1: I know exactly who you mean. It's yeah. like the ghost of her childhood.
0: I think it's more her identity. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like her inner child. Her, mm-hmm. you know, what she hoped to be growing up and like, you know, I yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And they have a really lovely like sequence here. You can tell. How much they mean to each other.
0: Yeah,
1: I think it's a really sweet sequence. And then, as Benny goes to work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's he's great. He's bought a coffee for the boss. It's almost like he's going in and going, "Can I date your daughter?" <laughs> but he walks in on Kevin selling more of the business to the laundromat. Well, we don't know that he's doing. No, it no but yet. it's They're pretty, in pretty obvious what's going on. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Um,
0: in the stage show, I feel like now is a good a time to talk about this as any. In the stage show, the reason why Nina's father doesn't feel that Benny is good enough for Nina is because he's black.
1: That's never touched upon in the film.
0: No. <laughs> it's not.
1: That's a shame.
0: Also, Benny is I personally think from my experience seeing both of them, Benny's nicer in the film. Yes. Benny is a lot more macho in the stage show. He's very...
1: Benny feels like a bit of a dweeb here.
0: Yeah. Like only a dweeb... like a nice dude.
1: Only a dweeb would do dispatch the way he did. And I say that with the utmost respect. Like he's he's a cool guy mm-hmm. and he doesn't take himself seriously and he is not ashamed or embarrassed of who he is. He will quite happily make light yeah. of himself.
0: Whereas in the stage show, he's more of a break things because I can't let my emotions out kind of guy. Toxic
1: masculinity type character. Yeah. Okay.
0: But here he's really nice. And I think the appearance of him just being a nice human being and also the removal of the sort of, I mean, racism aspect of why Kevin doesn't want him to date Nina. You also lose things where he says, and it's not overt, it's not like he ever straight up says you can't date her because you're black but he says things like you don't know spanish and you're not from our community and things like that where he's not it feels
1: important in the stage show and it feels like why would you have more
0: time and more songs in the stage show
1: I know it just feels that that's a very weird omission to have but maybe you're not you're trying to get like this is community Mm -hmm. and you want to show how great the heights are and you don't want to you don't want to show more for what it is and I guess considering the criticism that this had it's probably good they didn't go for the racism storyline yeah I don't know how I feel about that I feel like I need to see the stage show to really be able to make a comment on that. Mm-hmm. We cut to Usnavi talking to Sonny's father about letting Sonny come with him to Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And he needs convincing. And
0: Sonny's father implies that they are undocumented migrants yes. who
1: basically can't ever leave
0: yeah well and if they do they can't come back
1: yeah so sunny would be losing out on everything yeah and it's not explicitly told here i knew there was something but i didn't know for sure what was going on
0: yeah so sunny's father says a line about how well how do you pay him and as Navi yeah. says, well, cash. Oh. And he says, well, do you ever think about why you do that? Right, so, and that's it.
1: So the reason I thought he said that, and this shows my ignorance, and I'm fully aware of that, because his dad went to get a beer
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because his dad looked spacey and wasn't necessarily fully focused on this conversation, I thought this was because the money was going straight to dad because dad was reliant on him and had an alcohol problem. And yeah, we
0: do get the line where as Navi says, "Is that your first of the day?" That's what I mean.
1: So, so, because of that, it was like you know why you pay him cash in hand is because it's so you that know, I can go and spend you it. Know that yeah, I'm get, take, get, taking that money, and you know that I'm not letting my son go anywhere because
0: he makes the money. He makes uh, Sonny's dad isn't in the stage show. Okay, he's he exists. He's it's not like he's dead. Yeah, but we just don't get this scene.
1: That's fair. I mean, that's what my 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 thought was at the time, and again. That probably does come across very insensitive of me that I think it should have been more obvious that this is the problem we are facing. Mm -hmm. And I think that does come from that not being a part of my life. Yeah. You know, and that's my own privilege talking. I'm very aware of that.
0: I thought it was very clear.
1: Yeah. That. So that that probably is just a me thing more than anyone else, mm-hmm. which I'm happy to put my hands. I up will and say, say that for this. Yeah.
0: While we were watching this film, all thoughts of this stage show were out of my head. Really. Like I was experiencing this very nicely until one specific point, and then I was like, "Oh, I know what's happening. Yeah. And I need a break. But like this scene, because this doesn't happen in the stage show. When he said that, I was like, oh, God, oh, no, I remember now. Yeah. So, like, as things were happening, I was remembering what was coming.
1: Yeah. So, we cut to the night everyone's together. Mm-hmm. Um. Usnavi lies and says that Sunny's dad is on board to Abuela.
0: Yep. She uh, is cooking a meal for everyone.
1: There's some really beautiful shots of the food being cooked as Ooh, well. it looks amazing. It too. does look amazing. Definitely not vegetarian.
0: Yeah, no. But, like...
1: <laughs> Just the sizzling of it and the noise of it was great.
0: There's a joke about that in a minute as well.
1: Yeah. And I do like that Usnavi is so nervous around Vanessa. Like, I completely understand that
0: I feel energy. like it's overdone.
1: No, because I feel like it sums up exactly how I felt around you when we started dating.
0: No, no, I don't mean in this. I mean, these are my two options in movies at the moment. I can have Guy who is really outwardly flirty and confident, yeah. and I'm, like, toxic. Or I can have guy who is really nice, but, oh, I can't even talk to a girl because I'm so shy. And there's, like, nothing in between. Yeah. Oh, Where's the normal person? Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? But one of the things I really liked in this bit is part of the food goes over, and he gives her the stain pen, and Vanessa just looks and's like, oh, cute. That
0: is cute.
1: He, he listened to those me. Those
0: things are amazing, though. Yeah. Have you ever used one of those? Oh, yeah. Magic. I...
1: Honey, we do drama shows know, with kids it. who eat in their costumes. That's and brick.
0: what spit and paper towels are for.
1: <laughs> can't spit on the kids anymore, honey. It's COVID. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> we didn't before for the record. I know people are listening. Maybe. No, we never did this. So, yeah. Benny comes on in and sits straight down. There's a really nice energy about him. You know, that kind of like, I need to get this out. And you can see like the leg twitching. It's like. And he talked to you, is what I saw, what I think I saw. Mm-hmm. And Kevin just stands and he's like, I have an announcement. I've sold Ooh. the business. Yes.
0: And we get, obviously, shots of everyone around the table. Nobody really knows how to react. Yeah. Daniela thinks it's great because she's in the process of selling her salon to move to the Bronx to get a bigger salon where she will make more money. So she yeah. thinks this is positive because that's her trajectory. Willa mm-hmm. Claudia... Turns immediately to Nina because she knows that Nina will not be pleased with this. Yeah. And says, okay, you need to thank your father. Say thank you, father. Yeah. And obviously Nina's not going to do that. No. But I just love the power dynamic of that, of that moment of her. In Even though she has no relation to Nina, she is the matriarch of this situation. She's the one that everyone defers to. And yeah. she has to turn to her and be like, you need to say thank you. We can talk about this later.
1: Yeah. And Nina reveals that on her first day, she got profiled and her roommate lost a pearl necklace. Mm-hmm. And she was blamed and she got searched. And then it showed up in this roommate's bag. She just hadn't
0: seen it in her bag. She hadn't looked properly.
1: And no one said anything and she was the one who apologized and yep. that is awful
0: mm-hmm.
1: and again must be so many people watching this going yep yeah. yep yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's awful and I think that's an amazing thing that this film does do is raise that profile to a lot of people who are like that happens in the world mm. that's awful yeah And, yeah, and you you can feel that kind of energy all, like, sucked out of the room when it happens. Yeah. Because they know they, oh, now we know why you don't want to go back. And we... We get it. And they don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, and everybody at that table has had that happen to them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So this is the other thing. At this point in the stage show... This is where Benny shows that sort of masculinity where he doesn't know how to deal with the emotions of this. He gets really angry, gets angry at Nina because it's in his mind her fault that the dispatch is being sold. And he goes, he just like leaves. He runs off into the night and she's very upset. Whereas this version of Benny is right here for this. He's supporting Nina. He's going to be here for her the entire time. Yeah. Which is great. I like
1: that. Is this where Act One ends in the musical? I tried to figure out when Act Two would start. And I felt like this was as close as we were getting to it. But then I also think, like, the whole sequence as the blackout starts and as the blackout happens could also be it. But I feel like this is, this for me would be where Act One would end. We've had this big. So
0: it's different. Because of certain the order that certain things happen in. Okay. So the end of Act 1 is the end of the song, Blackout.
1: Like that, right, that was the other place where I thought this could happen. Right. But because what happens next happens so quickly after, I felt like that's not how you start mm-hmm. Act 2.
0: So we have all the fireworks go off. As Navi gets home to Abuela Claudia, this is where she shows him the lottery ticket.
1: Ah, she shows it to him okay. and is
0: like, I won this. This is for you. Well she doesn't say it's for you but she has it Benny and Nina find each other
1: okay but we'll get there because we've got a whole scene
0: but that's it that's the end of act one is Benny and Nina reuniting on the stage
1: cool but and
0: that's the end of it
1: okay so we actually then go to the club sequence which I called Fiesta in the Heights Mm -hmm. it's called just the club but it's because it said Fiesta in the Heights
0: and they kept calling in that as well yeah
1: yep and uh, a fine song really really lovely energy to it uh, is Vanessa trying to make Usnavi jealous? Well, no, he's just useless. He's just useless because he does refuse to dance. So she goes off and she dances with others because I'm here to he dance. He does
0: the worst thing he could possibly do. They're at the bar together. Yep. The first thing they did, they went in. They went to go and get a drink. Some random dude approaches Vanessa and is like, "Hey, do you want to dance? Like, let's go." Because it's a salsa club. This is a dance club. Yeah, and. She says, no, thank you. I'm here with someone. And Asnavi is like, oh, no, like, you love to dance. You should go dance because he's an idiot. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure? Because from his perspective, he's saying it as a trap. Because if she says yes, then she doesn't want to dance with him anyway. Yeah, And if she says no, then he feels convicted. Whereas you've got from Vanessa's side why are you telling me to go and dance with somebody else? Are you I'll double interested? check. Yeah. Oh, you're not interested in me. And then so he and I'll then he later. dances
1: with someone else. So it's like, huh, you really are. Well, he interested. does
0: that to make her jealous. No, I know it does. <laughs> this, right.
1: So I I feel like this is a sequence. It's a fun, fun song. Nice yeah. sequence. But I don't, I, I feel like this is definitely to play for a lot of people not liking their characters because it just is like, it's almost done for the sake of setting up some conflict between them. Like, why can they not just
0: be nice together be nice
1: together why why do we have to have something because she already knows he's going why can they not just get on why does there have to be something Mm. you know so yeah i'm i'm not really I, i like this sequence i feel like it's we're writing conflict for the sake of conflict there is enough conflict that already exists between them because she wants to move downtown he wants to move to the Dominican Republic. It's like, hey... Yeah,
0: that's treated like way less of a big deal than <laughs> yeah, this whole thing.
1: So it's like, do we need this? Probably not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the blackout happens. And we finally figure out what it is. Yep. It's a blackout. There's no electricity. Everything goes down. Vanessa and Usnavi argue. She rejects him. And... Sonny, along with someone else. I never got his name, but I see now it's Graffiti Pete. Yeah. Light up the fireworks and illuminate the neighbourhood. And everything's hunky-dory.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I say it's hunky-dory. It's not. There's a lot of stuff going on. And we'll be feeling the effects of this blackout for the next few days. But people are more optimistic. You know, it doesn't become such a scary thing. It's it's quite nice. Benny rushes to dispatch because people are going to need help, mm-hmm. and he's going to do it. And he also knows that because there's a blackout, they need to, they they won't be able to do it. so. He goes and he he starts up motors. He he gets dispatch. I think that's awesome. And we cut into Abuela's house, her apartment. Yeah, and. People help her into bed mm. and she's lying there.
0: Yeah. We've sorry. I'm just going to go back a tiny bit. Yeah. So there's this one bit that they've added in that isn't in the original song, mm-hmm. which is the Snavi being like um, where they say she says, oh, well, you haven't danced to me all night. And he says, what do you mean? I've been trying all night. You've been shaking your ass with like half of the height. And she's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. And I get that he's stressed and stuff, but also he sucks. Yeah. That isn't in the stage show.
1: Yeah, Why is he doing this? Again, it feels very much like we're writing stuff. And it does make both characters seem a bit less likeable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, not, not the best for both either of them. I understand they both want different things. And it's almost written as it's like we just want an excuse for this not to work because we know we want different things. Yeah. But why can that not just be the focus? Mm -hmm. You know?
0: So, Olga Meredith, who is playing Abuela Claudia, was also Abuela Claudia in the stage show.
1: and she also died in real life
0: Mm -hmm.
1: very recently.
0: Yep, which did not make watching this any better. No, but
1: I remember the tributes to her and especially from Lynn manuel Miranda saying how great she was mm-hmm. and that he's honoured that she would be part of In the Heights and he cannot wait for everyone to see her yep. in it. So at this point, I didn't know what's quite going on. I've written, is she about to die? I wrote,
0: I stopped being able to write here.
1: <laughs> I noticed you started crying. I actually noticed this time when I tried to comfort you and you thought I was taking the mick. Mm. I wasn't. I was actually just trying to hold your hand and be lovely. <laughs> and I love that you don't think I'm capable of that.
0: So what happens here is we go into the end of Blackout and we get into Y Fe, which is patience of Faith, which is a song where we basically get the story about how Abuela Claudia got here.
1: Yeah, it's the story of her life. Yeah, it's life flashing before her eyes. Hurts. <laughs> now, I didn't know how this was going for the character. I've already thought, "Oh, is she about to die?" And then there's a point in this. Where I'm like, "No, she's not. She's just..." And oh, that's okay. She's not about to die. She's just coming to terms with the fact that she's going to leave the heights and go. Back to the Dominican Republic with Usnavi. And it's like, yeah, I've achieved a lot of good things here. It's mm-hmm. time to go home. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's that's okay then. This is a really nice sequence. Because mm-hmm. it's all going to be okay. And then she dies.
0: Yeah, I ditched you for this. So...
1: <laughs> yeah, you you did a strategic toilet break.
0: I did. I really, really do not deal well with death in films. But specifically, old lady death in yeah. films. Things like, like even like the fox in the hound really messes me up. She doesn't even die. Maybe. She just abandons him. There's
1: something about the vulnerability of old ladies, especially old ladies who are.
0: She just seems like she's in a lot of emotional turmoil. Yes. And that really stresses but especially me Especially
1: those who are so respected and seen as so important within... Families and communities, like she is almost the head of the table, mm-hmm. and she commands so much respect. And you've always seen her quite not powerful, but just well to do, you know. Yeah, she's And very then strong. to see her in this vulnerable, but they're strong. Mm-hmm. See her this vulnerable, it it hurts. Yeah, it really, really does hurt. We also have
0: some really, really clever costume design for this whole song where Abuela Claudio is the only character who's wearing colour. She's wearing a blue sort of smock dress. Everybody else in the background is wearing beige and white. And all the women have the head wraps on because they are maids. Yeah. They are working and cleaning. And that's what she's singing about, is that she spent her entire life doing things for other people. And that, you know, she got old and she took out looked after her community. She raised other people's children. She... Like, took care of everyone. Yeah. And now she's done. Yeah. And I was a broken mess. Yeah. From this point onwards.
1: After she died, there was some really lovely sound editing as well. It just was really powerful. Mm hmm. And I, you don't always get this for musicals. You know, we compare things like Singing in the Rain to this and Singing in the Rain is very jovial and upbeat and it's designed as a feel-good movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of this is feel-good, but you don't have the emotional gut punch in a Singing in the Rain, in a My Fair Lady,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that In the Heights has.
0: Yeah. So the way that she dies in the stage show is offstage. stage. <laughs> First of all, as the Greeks would. It also is after Carnival del Barrio, which is a lot later on in the film. And the way that it is announced is Kevin announces it over the PA. Wow. Because she dies. So they have the song is called Atencion and they have a memorial for her yeah. which is albanza which is where they all sing about yeah her. i
1: love that song and they it's say, gorgeous
0: they say the same thing she dies as a combination of the stress and the heat so you don't get this moment of like silence and loss yeah. because you're not watching asnavi scream for help because he, she's not moving and Danielle, mm. everybody playing bingo in her living room because this is where you hang out yeah. when stuff's happening. They're playing bingo and having a great time and Daniela is freaking out yeah. trying to ring the 911.
1: And getting through to no one.
0: And also the the orange board, the backboard that they bring in, the paramedics. Everything else in this scene is white and black or grey mm. because it's dark. But that is lit up yeah. so brightly and it's so scary.
1: I I, th- I feel like I like how this went down. And I especially like that Carnival del Barrio comes next mm-hmm. because it's yeah. like we have to get back.
0: I stopped. <laughs> so, because I was so upset, yeah. I stopped being able to tell what song number we were yeah, on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on like 14 here by my count. But then I've added songs I don't think were actually official songs. I'm not certain.
0: Well, the, the thing is with Blackout, that feels like a couple of different songs, but it's one long song. Oh no, I kept
1: Blackout as 12 and then her song mm-hmm. and then this song. But I think it's because like in the salon, when we're going with Vanessa downtown, I felt there were more songs there than there actually were. Oh, I see. Um, We cut back to the beach. Yep. And one of the kids calls Usnavi Daddy. Ooh, Who Mm -hmm. is (laughs) mummy? Yeah. So, it's three days still blackout Mm -hmm. and it's eerily quiet uptown. Hmm. Vanessa doesn't see why Usnavi thinks she is so special. And we get a sequence where she is wondering what he sees in her and she says that she just paints nails.
0: Yeah, I'm just the girl that paints nails.
1: But he considers her an artist and reveals that he has loved her since school. And... Yeah,
0: she, and that she used to draw Wonder Woman fan art, Yeah, <laughs> which is great.
1: Kevin tells us that he came to America to profit off his own hard work. He was sick of working in the fields and
0: Yeah, his getting... dad pulled him out of school. He doesn't yeah. even have a high school education because his dad made him quit yeah um, to work.
1: And Nina gets the napkins as a really lovely, like, memento. Mm-hmm. And then we're at the march for... that that we'd referenced earlier. And mm-hmm. this is where we learn, as Sonny is listening...
0: Yeah.
1: And he he, he says to Nina, like, so, You mean, if you're undocumented, you can't do college. You can't do different things. And he runs off and Nina's like, she twigs. It's like the penny drops and she gives chase after him. Mm -hmm. And yeah.
0: Yeah, she says what's wrong. And when he explained, he says, well, what was her point? What was the point this politician was making? Why was she saying that kids deserve to be able to go to college? Like, why wouldn't we be able to? And yeah. when she says, oh, she says, oh, no, she was talking about undocumented folk. And he's like, but I'm supposed to be like you. Yeah. And she cottons on.
1: Yeah. So this is it. And and this is when I cottoned on as to that's why he's paid in cash. And yeah, he says he looked up to Nina, but now his dream is dead, which is heartbreaking. And I think Nina finds purpose in that moment. Like it reignites her journey that it is mm. for kids like Sunny, that they do need a success story and she buys into why her dad is so insistent on this.
0: Yeah, she understands. But I like
1: that she has come to that moment of realisation herself through real world application. It's nothing Mm -hmm. her dad says. It's this, as heartbreaking as it is for Sunny, it's so nice that this moment happens because she needs needs to see this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's her... I think it's Nina that says, this is the moment you do better than me.
0: No, it's her father. Her father says, this is the moment where you succeed more than I ever did.
1: You do better than me. And I think that's great. It's like, this is the moment that you, you, you take the next step.
0: Yeah. And like, that's what he's been working for this whole time is that she, so that she can do better than him in the future. And she, like you say, had to come to that realisation on her own.
1: Yeah. Usnavi... Finds Vanessa has has thrown her rental application in the trash. Mm-hmm. That was
0: way earlier in the film yeah. as well. That was before the blackout, but nobody's thrown anything out since then, which is great.
1: And at this point he goes and he finds help to get her the apartment.
0: Yeah, Daniela is moving out of her salon. So she go- he goes to find Daniela.
1: And yeah, she, I, I think, helps. Mm-hmm. She must do. And then sad at the lack of goodbye... She goes to confront Washington Heights and inspire them as we mm-hmm. get Carnaval del Barrio. Yep. Which, which is...
0: This song is so great. This is yeah. the... So Daniela is basically like, look, we're all upset. We're all depressed. It is too hot. However, look at us all. Since when have we not been able to handle the heat? Yeah. Like, come on, we're going to have our own carnival. Yeah we should be celebrating right now it's the height of summer and we're having we should all be having a great time yeah and i'm leaving today and you better all come and say goodbye to me
1: yeah and so she
0: she has throws the carnival
1: yeah and i think it's just an amazing sequence i love the bit where she's like my favorite time was christmas ask me why why and yeah i th- i thought Stephanie Beatrice was really great here but you've mentioned there's some controversy controversy attached to this sequence
0: yeah so there's this this one bit where she sings about her heritage so it's the bit that's now turned into a TikTok meme which is kind of hilarious so the my I don't know the exact lyric but she's singing about her heritage yes and the, the end part is where she's like but I always say I'm from Queens yeah ta-da In the stage show, it comes across more as her trying to figure out her heritage and how she fits into this. Because she doesn't seem to... She doesn't know how to do this carnival. She doesn't know how to do it. Because she isn't sure how she fits into this community. Which is... There's a little bit more to it. Yeah. When we have the stage show. Mm -hmm. But here, she sings it as it's written. Because yeah. we haven't had enough for her to be questioning it. Yeah. She knows her identity, she knows who she is, so she just sings it. Yeah. But the way that Stephanie Beatrice sings it is the way that the sheet music is written. Okay. Cool. And the way that it's sung in the stage show is with more character emphasis. Yeah. But not in a like neither are bad, but people don't like it. Which uh, is fair. That's fair. Yeah. We also get a great line from Stephanie Beatrice. Is
1: it that um now that you mention the sexual tension is easy to see?
0: That's great. Yes. But I was going to say, just before they start singing this song, she says to Daniela, well, what are you going to do? And Daniela's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, what would Jesus do? And Daniela's (laughs) like, do I look like Jesus to you? And as Stephanie Beatrice says, I mean, sometimes when I squint. (laughs) And It's just like this weird little aside. It is. And then Daniela walks away and they start. Definitely feels
1: more like the sort of couple argument.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think the choreography for this whole sequence is incredible. I loved it. There's a nice throwaway line where Sonny's joking that he wanted Nina first to Benny.
0: She was my babysitter first.
1: Yep. But, you know, during the sequence, it Navi inspires Sonny and Vanessa to, you know, follow their dreams and not give up on things. Mm
0: -hmm. And they they dance together. They
1: all dance together. And then the power of Daniela's song and celebration ends the blackout the power comes back and we go 30 days forward and we see uh nina about to return to stanford
0: mm-hmm. we get when the sun goes down
1: yes um we, I, I i love when they kiss i think it's really you know, like yay
0: i love this this is another nice little pas de deux. between these two they get all the best answers yeah
1: oh and the the the, the doctor strange-esque like dancing on the mm-hmm. walls was so gorgeous because mm. it it in in a world where a lot of this is, like, easy to see where this is, is happening in real time. Yeah. This is definitely Fancy Bits. Their own little world. And, yeah, I just think it was beautiful. It just felt so private, you know? It was lovely. Yeah. They were lost in their own little world.
0: Yeah, so they actually made the a flat version. Yeah of the
1: um, of the walls
0: of this side of the wall yeah, yeah so that they could dance across it and you can see at one point Nina slips on the edge of yeah. a windowsill and she's fine she catches herself and you wouldn't even notice but yeah it's really funny. my
1: favourite bit of this is the boy's mouth being agape as they dance over his window and he's like
0: yeah, that's really funny. you know
1: in the snowman where the girl is looking out the window and she sees um, the snowman and the boy flying and she's just like what is going on Mm -hmm. that's exactly what that reminded me of
0: oh cool daphne Rubin vega who plays Daniela, yeah confirmed in an interview that her and stephanie beatrice intentionally played their characters as a couple fantastic cool so it's canon
1: cool uh nina leaves solo Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know independent and stubborn i i appreciate that, that it's like i've got to do this
0: and with her natural hair Yes. As well. The hair journey throughout this movie is really nice. Yeah,
1: And it's like, I'm going to do this and I'm doing it my way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Usnavi is getting ready to leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he finds Abuela held the winning lottery ticket. It's been left to him. Yes. And.
0: Yeah, it says four Usnavi on it. Which it does. Which I'm not. 100% sure how the legality of lottery tickets works.
1: Well, at this point, it's whoever finds it, right? Because
0: um, we're far enough along past the date.
1: No. I can buy a lottery ticket, I can gift it to you. I, I could buy a lottery ticket and put it in a birthday card. That person has legal ownership. Whoever. I guess she also, she didn't pay for it. How do you prove ownership of a lottery ticket? Because a lottery ticket, having worked in WH Smiths.
0: They have we numbers don't, on them.
1: They have numbers on them, but your, your, the receipt doesn't have numbers on them. And it doesn't have any proof of purchase. If you lose um. a winning lottery ticket, anyone can cash it. There is no legality to it. Stop
0: picking up lottery tickets.
1: There is literally no legality to it. It's not like you buy a lottery ticket and your name is attached to it. Okay,
0: that makes me feel better about it. I didn't know that.
1: So she doesn't need to write for Usnavi on it. But she does. She does. But nobody would ever counteract the fact that, oh, hey, was this someone else's? It's like literally fine. You have the winning numbers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It happens in friends. You know how they, they know they've got one of the winning lottery tickets and... In fact, they have it. They found it. And Phoebe's like, we're not going to get it until we agree. And she drops it. And then they see on the news that, like, someone's cashed their lottery ticket.
0: Because mm.
1: she would. She'd finally be like, oh my days, this is this is the lottery ticket. It's why I play online. Yeah. Because I'll get the email notification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, Vanessa shows up.
1: And it's like, I love the new spot, but I haven't been able to... Draw so. or so since, mm-hmm. and yeah, she's like, That's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me.
0: Yeah, so Daniela has told her that snavi got her to co sign on the lease because yep. if you co sign with somebody, they'll look at their credit statement as well. Yeah, so it gives her a better chance of getting this flat. She or apartment, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, she brings her champagne, which she mentioned at the beginning the bottle of cold champagne so they can drink. And he does... This is the only time where I was like, oh, I accept this awkwardness. Yeah, I thought he, this was He's cute. like panic, trying to open the champagne. And I
1: like the, the 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 lines where he's like, why won't it open? I can't open, you know. Like... <laughs> I'm
0: trying to get this gold thing off and yes. she just like unwraps it. I know. It's really funny.
1: But I think this is because it's also, he's still like shocked. He's like, I am $96,000 richer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, wow. And...
0: She asks him to stay. Yes, and then he says that she's also leaving, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be down the road."
1: Yeah, and you know, I I got goosebumps when they kissed I, again. As a such film, a sad. <laughs> no, I think as a film everything about the music and the cinematography and the performances just felt so immersive mm-hmm. that I just kept getting so like in the story that it just gave me goosebumps. You know, because I was just like, "Oh, wow!" It it just was the beats of the storytelling, and yeah. He he realizes that his responsibility with his lottery ticket is to use it for Sonny's fees to try and get a green card, and I think that's amazing, Usnavi. Really does come across like an awesome person a lot of the time. You know, he does put everyone else before him. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we see Vanessa walking down the street and she finds one of Graffiti Pete's, I guess, paint rags.
0: Yeah, basically, it's like a... It's like for excess spray. Yes. To wipe it off your...
1: Yeah, and she looks and she's just like, yes, I found what I want. inspired.
0: And yeah, she's, she's got <laughs> She says, how much for this? And he says, it's free. I've got loads of those. Yeah. And she's like, well, I want them. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is really cute that she says, how much for this?
1: Yeah, like she, she's like... Considering she's literally been stealing fabric from bins,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I guess there's a difference between...
0: Like, that actually is in somebody's possession. Yeah, yeah. she... Basically, overnight, creates an entire fashion line and remodels his bodega.
1: Yes. Which and... is pretty impressive, to be
0: honest. Because it was already, like, night time.
1: Yeah, so this we're starting to build towards the whole finale. Well, we are going through the finale at this point. So he's talking to the children on the beach. And we see everyone from Washington Heights there on the beach, mm-hmm. appropriately socially distanced. Yeah, And he then says the line, just when you think you're sick of living here, the memories flood in. And I thought it's a really lovely, thought-provoking line. Mm. You know, you can be so happy to leave somewhere for months. And then it's like with year 11s, when they go, finally get to leaving school. Yeah. It's great, we're finally out of school. Yeah, hey. And then they get to that last few days and, and they like, cry. Yeah, you know, it's like
0: mm.
1: they they're like, This was remarkable, and everything good about this place comes flooding back. And yes, then we have the bit where Vanessa confronts him and says, Hey, you
0: need to come with me. You need
1: to come with me. I want to show you the world through my eyes. And he sees everything and he sees the mural on the wall of his bodega, and he's like, Hey, this is my dad's place. Mm -hmm. And the sound editing of the beach as he's looking at the painting, you know, the, the.
0: you can hear the noises. It's yeah. so
1: fantastic Yeah, he here. says, how
0: did you know? And Graffiti Pete says, boy, you've got this picture stuck around. Yeah. And Sonny's like, I did the crab.
1: I loved Sonny's crab. It's
0: so cute. It's and done out of paper and stuck on as well. He obviously wouldn't let him and paint especially it. Especially because
1: that was quite jarring when when we were watching it and as he's on the beach telling the story, there's a weird blue crab. And I'm like, that doesn't quite fit with this world. Mm-hmm. And then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. Loved this bit. I thought it was really, really clever, really, really nice. And I love the line where Graffiti, Pete, and Tony are like, he's forming an artistic opinion. And he says, There goes my flight, he's staying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the reveal that he was never at the beach. Yeah. And this was all within the bodega was fantastic. Now, yeah, he
0: painting the entire time.
1: I knew he was gonna stay in the heights.
0: Yeah.
1: I just thought maybe he was...
0: They're on holiday. Or yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. But that
1: reveal that all of this was happening there and then was great. And as like the world started to come through to the beach, it was so well done. It was a really lovely bit of editing and yeah. a lovely reveal. We see
0: their their bottle of champagne is up on the wall and you've got all different things. There's oh, a shrine to Abuela Claudia. The
1: memories. Oh, the history of his bodega. Mm-hmm. The history of Washington Heights up on that wall was so nice. And yeah, we learn that Vanessa's the mother
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they sing and dance in the street.
0: Yes. And the fire hydrants are open. Yeah. It's really cute.
1: And we get the credits and we get a post-credit scene. Yeah, we do. With um,
0: We get Piragua reprise, which is the best song.
1: Great way to end. <laughs> um, so the Mr. Softy truck has broken down and Lin-Manuel Miranda is celebrating his victory by raising prices by a dollar.
0: Yeah, so in the first song of Piragua, he sings to Mr. Softy, I run this town. And mm. then in this one, he says, It's hotter than the islands are today. And Mr. Softy's truck has broken down. And here come all his customers my way. I told you, I run this town. We- and then he puts his prices up, which is great. So.
1: Is that a song in the show? Yes, okay. it is. I was gonna say it very much felt like a.
0: Yeah, this takes place during the blackout.
1: Right, so this very much felt like a. We're gonna add something a little bit tongue in cheek on Lin Manuel is gonna write something, not like a serious Best Oscar song because we don't need that. But we're gonna just have a little tongue in cheek way to end this film, I know, and it's almost like this show. a knowing glance to the audience, like you know, I run this town. I am the king of musicals.
0: Yeah. No, it's from the stage show. And I just love that he, he makes a piragua for Mr. Softy and he takes it over and gives it to him. And Mr. Like, Softie's like so bitter about he's it. He's like, this tastes good. Yeah, like this.
1: And yeah, that is In the Heights. I do not have a skip song. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I always have a skip song. I, right. I'm going to struggle with this one, I guess. I'm going to try and find one, but I will say this. I think it's difficult because I think it was a magnificent score.
0: It's a fantastic score and the songs are so good.
1: Yeah. And I think everything about this is absolutely incredible. I think the music is special. Yeah. I guess the only song I would be really, really tempted to... Tempted to cut... If I'm going to skip something, it's going to be the song where Abuela dies. Because that's going to... A
0: gonna... That one's from the actual show.
1: The only... Right. The reason... But the I... one
0: where she dies or the one where she's having her life flash before the her eyes. The one
1: where she has a life flash before her eyes. Because what? that will make no. me cry as I'm driving. <laughs> oh, right, right, and okay. that's probably not a good thing to do. Yeah, but that's
0: percentia your And
1: But, yeah. But also, on a, as much as I love the song... Looking at the running time being seven minutes, probably the carnival song.
0: I love carnival. Dubai. Same. That's not my skip it song.
1: But I, I think at seven minutes run time, so it's not what I want from a. a I
0: time. was between two. Yep. Yeah. Both of them are Benny and Nina songs.
1: Oh, really? And it's either When You're Home
0: or When the Sun Goes Down. And I'm more inclined to When You're Home just because I love the choreography for When the Sun Goes Down.
1: Yeah. I I think this is it. Realistically, I'm not going to be skipping any of them. At the point in time right now, I'm quite excited to go back and re-listen to them. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know... It depends on the mood I'm in. If I want to feel sad, then I think her dying scene is going to be a really good scene.
0: Mm.
1: But I also think...
0: Yeah, that can go on my sadness playlist. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like like, I don't
1: think it's on my musicals playlist. mm -hmm. Because I don't think it's in keeping with the tone of it all. So I don't have a best song because it was all just amazing... But if I really had to choose one at a push, then I'm going to say In the Heights or Benny's Dispatch. In the Heights, because I think it's a fantastic introduction to the world. Mm-hmm. Much in the same way that Belle is, you know, you know, that it sets the world, sets the characters really well. And it's so, like, catchy. And then Benny's Dispatch it is just so much fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So those are probably my best songs from a stacked, magnificent playlist.
0: Yeah, I love it. Won't be long now. Um, no me which is the salon one, which yeah. is great. Tell me something I don't know, and Carnival del Barrio. Yeah, all great. But like you say, like Benny's Dispatch is such a bop.
1: Yeah, it really is. So that is, I think those two are my best best songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm obviously foregoing a role because it's not appropriate mm-hmm. for me to have one but you know there are some really fantastic roles i can imagine every single one of them would be so much fun to play but i'd like to play lin-manuel miranda i think just that kind. Of... i
0: would like to be lin-manuel miranda. yeah
1: but i think if i i think that's a role i just love to have that tongue-in-cheek just like you know i run this town
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: fun you know and
0: but also, we would never be in this. No, 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 no. no. So, I like, am not going to speculate on
1: on which role I take. But I will say, my MVP is also difficult. But I think I am going to have to go with Usnavi. Anthony
0: mm-hmm. Ramos.
1: I think he does a fantastic job at
0: yeah
1: bringing this whole world together. Mm-hmm. Like so much of this hinges on him because it's through his eyes, and they are all fantastic. You know, Benny's great, Nina's great, Vanessa's great. Mm-hmm. I love every character in this. But it's something about his demeanour, like his likability factor. You know, he's not perfect throughout, but yeah, he's a really great conduit for this world.
0: My MVP is Olga Meredith, who is Abuela Claudia. Yeah,
1: she was really good. <laughs> yeah, was, I haven't yeah. cried that hard in a long time. I know, and she was fantastic. And mm-hmm. she is my secondary MVP mm-hmm. because she was just amazing. And yeah, I loved it. Yay. So over on Instagram, ninety percent of people said yes, I am a fan, with ten percent saying no. I don't know if that's just was a fan of the movie. I think it's pretty obvious that we're we're covering the movie. So maybe people were not a fan of the movie and that's why they voted it. Tara Kabash said, I loved the stage show and the dances and effects in the film were incredible. I'm sad about some of the cuts, character and songs. Overall, I still loved it. I really liked the cast of the film too, but Nina has a really light voice, which didn't quite have the same impact as a strong bell to wood. It also makes me really happy to see Lynn and Anthony interact in the film, since obviously Lynn was the OG Usnavi and then Anthony was his son in Hamilton. So it's a really cute hand off of the role. Film has changed the order of some of the songs, which threw me off initially, but it makes sense of the story, the way they changed it. I, I agree. I think the story works. I think there's been some good changes made on that front. Mm-hmm. I would certainly wouldn't have got the sense that they've redone things. So, Over on Twitter, 12% of people said that, no, this one is not for me. 29% said it's good, not great. 59% said yes, loved it in the heights at author Mimi Milan excellent movie it makes me miss my childhood home so much truth to the convo in the salon saying how we're survivors is so real thank you to Lin Manuel Miranda for making a movie so many of us have waited years for at Theatre Flashback One, I've seen it twice now, I'm not sure if it's because I've not been able to go to the theatre or cinema for so long, but I was on the verge of tears throughout both screenings. I thought this was a joyful, beautiful treat. The choreography was fabulous. The scene at the pool took my breath away. At Mellow Hail, I was more invested in Benny and Nina than Usnavi and Vanessa. I just wanted more of them on my screen, and I need an epilogue. Just like how Benny is so supportive of Nina, Benny's Dispatch is probably my favourite song on the soundtrack, not going to lie. And then, friend of the podcast, Elena, the movie completely moved me. It was a beautiful story about where you come from, about family and about the lives you touch and influence and how important that is. The music was incredible. I've never seen the show or listened to the soundtrack before, but I definitely will be listening now. Every single person gave 110% The lighting, costumes, music and cinematography were brilliant. Also, can we take a moment to appreciate the little Easter eggs like You'll Be Back from Hamilton playing on the phone? Washington from Hamilton and the original Benny. Christopher Jackson having a cameo in the film. Olga Meredith as Abuela Claudia was absolutely stunning. Loved seeing her in this. Yeah, and I agree with that. As somebody who deliberately avoided seeing and listening to the music... Mm -hmm. pre this i loved it and it certainly has made me want to see far more i gave this five stars yay i think it was utterly fantastic cool what did you think it's you know not often that you get to give a star rating did you enjoy it
0: yes i would agree to five stars but i would say that about all musicals you don't (laughs) i know know i don't but yeah this one was special this is this feels important, you know? Yeah. And even, it's not often that a movie version of a musical does such justice to the vision of the artist, but I think this did a really good job.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, you never know as a casual cinema goer that there had been a real shift in the plot and in the order of the songs. It feels like this is how it should work. mm Yes, there are some noticeable moments where you can see some plot lines or characters aren't developed, but this is pretty long already. So, yeah, I, I had an absolute blast. Will I have a blast next
0: week? So next week we are going to do a nice little throwback to an old musical that we've watched already. Yep, yeah. but we're going to be watching the original Broadway cast production of Into the Woods.
1: Fantastic. so we've
0: seen the disney movie but we're going to go back to the 1989 original broadway cast starring chip zine as the baker joanna gleason as the baker's wife and the bernadette wonderful
1: peters bernadette
0: peters i am
1: very very excited for that
0: yep. with a very interesting take on the wolf
1: Oh, I think you've shown me clips of like original walls, yeah. and it's gonna make like bad Shrek and bad beasts.
0: No, that's not the issue. That's oh, is it? It not the issue. I promise you, that's not the issue. Oh
1: no, it's um, he's a big bad. Wolf.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs>
1: <Nice>. <laughs> oh right, well that's going to be fun, and I know that we are talking about future episodes coming your way. I know mm-hmm. that. High School Musical Three is likely on the horizon.
0: Yes, well, it's we're almost at the end of the school year. Yep. We're headed towards summer, so what better time to watch some graduation musicals? Yes. Well,
1: but we we don't know for sure. I don't know what the order is. I'm not sure if you've made your mind up yet. But I'm also we'll also aware that I said to you, "Hey, <laughs> I was listening to Best Film Ever talk about Greece, and I'm having a lot of fun, and it made me aware that we've not watched Greece too."
0: yeah that was a mistake on your part but now we're going to watch Greece too, and it's going to be great
1: so watch this. this space we're getting some nice high school musical drama coming your way
0: yes indeed
1: and as always you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram let us know your thoughts is there anything you would love for us to cover as well is there something that you love that we've not seen yet we're always open to advice and, mm-hmm. and suggestions Ray from Not Before Coffee suggested The Slipper in the Roads. We had a great time. Jared Good suggested Anna in the Apocalypse, and we had Isn't a one, one of
0: our all-time
1: favorites. It's definitely one of my all-time favorites. We had a magnificent time with that. So, is there something that you would love to see us cover? Let us know. Get involved in the conversation at It's a Musical Pod. And as always, you can download and follow us. Subscribe to us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. There is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app under Podcasts section on Stitcher and on our OG hosts, Podbean. And if you are feeling generous, you can go over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com and leave us a five-star review and let us know your thoughts and what you like about this show. Because it always makes us smile. And if past years was anything, we should make other people smile. I'm excited to go back into the woods. Me too. I will pack my red riding hood. You absolutely should. Definitely feel like I'm going to need some extra protection against this wolf.
0: Mm -hmm. You probably are, yes.
1: But we will see you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel.
0: Have a magical musical Monday.